Welcome back to Live to Be Recognized with Ty. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in. I really, really appreciate it. Um, the way I start the each episode is the same. By making you guys aware, you can tune into my episodes at any point in time. You do not have to follow um, the episode timeline. Obviously, they are labeled numerically. But if you found this episode and it happens to be past the date it was posted and you happen to stumble across this, you were supposed to listen to it. Um, I'm a big firm believer that, you know, things and um, episodes and lessons and thoughts come to you when they're supposed to. So just keep that in mind as you're tuning in. Thank you again for listening. So today we are talking about feeding your ego. Oh my goodness. How many people really like to talk about this or be in reality about this subject? Feeding your ego and then swallowing the harsh reality that since you fed your ego, you're kind of left in the same predicament you've always been in because you thought you were doing the right thing by listening to that, um, annoying best friend. Um, and that's how I refer to my ego as like my annoying best friend that's with me all the time. Um, if anyone has read The Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer, he kind of breaks apart that idea of what you believe is your ego and like treating it as if it was a person outside of you. And like, if that person was next to you every day and speaking to you as your ego does to you every day, you would tell them like, yo, be quiet. You're getting on my nerves. Pause. Like, you know, go away. You would tell that. And honestly, reading that book has forever changed my way of thinking and conceptualizing my ego as a person. So let's get into it. What is ego? I mean, if you Google ego, what's going to come up is it's a sense of self or self-esteem or self-importance. Ego is I. Um, it's the Latin root of ego is I. Um, so the whole idea of who you believe you are, how you are perceived in the world, um, ego is you. But the thing that people get confused about is, is ego really you? Um or is ego the perception you made up of yourself to protect yourself from said world and people? And that's where, you know, when you talk about ego in the, um, you know, life change and spirituality terms, it is the perception of how you internalize the world around you according to you. <laughs> I know that may sound like a little bit of a riddle, so let me run it back. Um, it's a perception of how you internalize the world around you, okay? So it's how you're taking in things, how you're seeing it, how you are internalizing it, how you're processing it according to you. Whether or not, like, as an example... You're having a conversation with a person. And um, let's say whenever a person's um, voice gets a little bit more bass in it, it triggers you. It doesn't matter what they're saying. They could be saying it out of passion, but because it has a little bit more bass to it and, it is, and you know, having bass in your voice, 
is connected to some negative connotations. It triggers you, so you put up a wall, so your ego's like, yep, yep, they're coming at you. Mm-hmm. You know what? They're trying to tell you something, and it's not right. So, so you need to be ready. You need to be ready and stay ready. That's what your ego does. Meanwhile, this person is just trying to explain something they're just very passionate about. It's coming across aggressive, but that's just how they're explaining it. But your ego's over here telling you, nope, you got to check them because they're coming at you. That's what your ego does. Um, and I know it may seem like, dang, like ego, you're very annoying and unnecessary, but you have to give yourself grace because your ego came out of a form of protection throughout life. Um, your ego thinks that it's protecting you from the world, but in actuality, it's not letting you feel the world. Um, and really what is around us, which is something that once you realize that, it's like exercising where you have to learn how to kind of break down exactly um, what it is and why you are feeling this way because of what a person said or what a person did or what you saw on the road that brought back a memory and now you're mad all day because you saw something as you were walking on the road and it brought back, brought you to a space of darkness, but your ego's telling you, oh no, look at that. Remember? Blah, blah, blah. Oh my goodness. You, you, you. And now your hours or your days messed up because you allowed that annoying best friend called ego kind of shake it up. Now, ego to me, <laughs> it's been a journey, man. Um, to be honest with you, it took decades for me to really realize what my ego has done to my life and the outcome it has led to. And the things I say here on Live to Be, guys, are things that I am passionate about because once I have learned the tools of what has maybe kept me complacent or kept my mind in a certain low vibrational state, etc. And I have learned these tools of breaking it. I want to share it. Um, and I want to start off with ego because ego is the root of self. Because once you can control ego, everything else falls in place while you're trying to become a more positive person or become a more higher vibrational person. Or, you know, someone that just is even keel and just lets things roll off of them. Because honestly, life is all about enjoying it and enjoying it to the best of your ability. And enjoying it to the way you want to enjoy life. That is why, you know, my brand, my podcast, everything is named Live to be Recognized. Live to be Recognized to me is about living, like I said in my pilot, to be recognized for yourself. What works for you. And what's going to make you feel good. So going back to ego and ego in my life. Um, when I really sat down and was like, you know what? Like, why are things in my life moving like a snail? Like from the outside looking in, um, it looks great, you know. And I'm not saying that. I, I truly, truly do enjoy, you know, the life I have cultivated for myself. But... I know there could have been more and there have been moments in which of because of my ego, I have stopped myself from skyrocketing from different predicaments. Um, because at the end of the day, my ego lived 
in a state of protection all the time. My ego didn't even live in this present. My ego lived in the future. Um, anyone that's close to me will tell you that I was constantly thinking about the future, planning my future. How am I going to set up myself correctly in the future and missing the present? Um, I was only living in two places, the future and the past. And, the, and my ego had me living in those two places because of the quote unquote mistakes that have been done in the past. I was trying to avoid happening in the future, but you can't avoid anything. <laughs> Things are going to happen. And because of that, I kept myself in a very complacent way of living. And when I say complacent way of living, the do the right thing a plus B equals C living. And then I realized, like, although from the outside looking in, everything looks dandy and great, I wasn't living for my true self. I wasn't doing things that truly deep down inside my soul and my spirit really wanted to do. I was living by society, living by my ego trying to make sure I'm good in the future because that was, like, my biggest fear. And then also by what is accepted. And let me tell you, <laughs> I've always been the person that seems like, yeah, I don't care what people think. I'm going to do me. Um, you know, I can, can just be me all the time I want. And really, I was saying that all my life and not realizing I was doing the very opposite because of my ego. Um, Going back to Michael A. Singer, he actually has a quote that says, um, if you protect yourself perfectly, you will never grow. All habits and idiosyncrasies will remain the same. So let's just take a minute to think about that and run it back. If you protect yourself perfectly, you will never grow. All habits and idiosyncrasies will remain the same. That's deep, right? Because we're taught to protect yourself in order to create a life that you want. And that's exactly what happened to me. Um, I protected myself perfectly. Let, you know what? I'm living proof. If you protect yourself perfectly, your life will remain the same. Okay. And I'm saying this because I would say from my 20s to my late 20s, um, the transformation I had, okay, let's call a spade a spade. Career-wise, cool. But everything else in my life, very, very much the same, um, including the fact I stayed in a relationship that I knew was long over before it was over. So it took up half a decade of my life. Um, and I'm not someone that has to be with someone. I never was that or had to be in a relationship. It's just like, okay, this feels nice. I'm set up nicely. This is okay. All right. Next step. You know what I mean? So that's how I was treating life. Um, okay. I'm in the industry I want to be in. Okay. I'm good. Next step. Like, and like, I really was like, okay, next step. Like, that's how I was treating life like Legos or something. Like, yes, life you build up, but it's not in the sense of, okay, stackables, take a breath. <sighs> Next step, stackable, take a breath. <sighs> okay, and that's honestly how I was living. Like, 
went to college, graduated, got a okay job. This is, I could stay here for a little bit. Then I, to the point of, oh, I don't want to be here anymore. And honestly, I knew I didn't want to stay in my, that particular job when I first graduated college. I ended up going to London, came back, had an epiphany, read The Alchemist, and honestly quit with <laughs> with not much money saved, but I did it. That was probably like the biggest out of, um, I guess you could say, ego thing I did in my um, early <laughs> 20s. And like, I don't regret it because I transformed after that moment, but that was literally my first year out of college versus all the way until I would say like 28 is the next time I like made a major change in my life. But that's like over seven years of stagnancy because you're trying to protect yourself. Like what? Like when you think about that, think about those times that, you know, you have put in place of protecting yourself from certain things and not truly digging deep into yourself and just sit and think with yourself. And I'm not talking finances. I'm not talking about how you set up your way of life. Yes, that's all important. But think about how you truly feel. Do you feel the growth? Do you mentally feel like you grew? Do you physically feel like you grew and emotionally feel like you grew? Or do you feel like you're that same person from seven years ago because your ego told you this is the way to be and you're straight and and life is good? Yeah. Think about that. So... When I realized that my life was pretty the same, um, it's honestly, I got to be real with you. When I got out of that five-year relationship that I knew after year, you know, two, I should have, like, hit it. But honestly, it's no bad blood or negative energy connected to that relationship at all. Um, it's just that I knew. I knew. And I believe the other person knew too, but we was very much enjoying ourselves and time together. And um, yeah, but that's another story for another episode. Um, so I'm not going to go too deep into that. Um, and so going back to like letting my ego protect me, um, after that relationship, I really like, and that's when people, you know, go through life changes, right? When something that they were so used to for so many years changes and you have no choice but to reevaluate your life. And that's the best thing that ever happened to me because like I said in the, my podcast, um, first episode of Live to Be, I had said that um, my spiritual awakening happened has really happened like all my life, but really in 2019 is when it really transformed right after my, um, this relationship. And I really sat down and evaluated myself and was like, what, where did those four and a half, five years go to and what have I done? <laughs> um, and that's what happens, you know, right? That's what happened. If, you know, things are not meant to be in your life, um, the universe is going to shake it up and going to remove it for you. And you're going to have no choice but just to sit and reevaluate things. But a lot of times when we evaluate things, we don't reevaluate our ego because we don't know what it's doing, right? Um, I didn't know what I, it was doing at that time. Um, I honestly, like, really got into listening to my ego after reading The Untethered Soul, um, which for me has been less than two years. Um, even though I learned about ego in undergrad and grad um, because of what I studied in school, um, that's like definitely 
it, but I never decided to go into the depths of really understanding my own ego. And let me tell you, like I said, it has definitely transformed my life. Another problem that people seem to have when dealing with their ego is separating ego, which is your mind, from intuition, which is your gut. So you believe that your intuition is telling you something, but it's not your intuition. It's that ego again, putting up the protecting wall. Because remember, your ego is what takes in what it sees from the outside. It takes it, it breaks it down really super fast, and then tells you, oh, you need to do this. Um, your intuition is a feeling. Your intuition happens automatically. That first feeling you feel is that. That's your intuition. Your ego don't work that fast. Um... And sometimes we we don't know. You don't know what you don't know. So how do you know it's your ego versus your intuition? But next time, when you're at that crossroads of, you know, you could go two different ways with a decision, whether it be would be getting angry at something, how to react to something, feel it in your gut and go with that first instinct. I'm telling you, that gut feeling is real. It's not just a thing that people make up, you know? That's your intuition. Um, and that's something that you have to learn more to be one with um, versus letting your ego take over and control your life. Um, and that's something that I have been practicing a lot lately where if I am at a decision-making situation that I'm really at lost and my ego wants to so bad take control and tell me what to do. And I'm like, mm -mm, I don't know. I'm weighing the options. I meditate and then I think and I go with what my gut says. And honestly, and when I say honestly, y'all, I'm saying it because I feel it because I'm doing it and because I know it feels good. Um, It has changed my life because um, like I said, that ego has kept me very square one-ish. Um, and just as a small, small example, my ego was fueling my anxiety. Um, I, prior to COVID and the pandemic, I didn't realize how bad my anxiety was. And honestly, as I stood a lot more understanding of where it came from, why it's here, what I didn't realize I had anxiety all my life and a lot of it does come from generational trauma which that will be another episode I'm dropping gems all this episode y'all um for y'all to stay tuned in the future for future episodes we definitely gonna talk about that generational anxiety generational I don't want to call them curses but um y'all know what I'm talking about but anyway I didn't realize like a lot of that ego-fueled anxiety was something that was in me that it grew because as I've gotten older, I've learned how to protect myself, I, so I thought, but it also was something that was in me that I couldn't help, that comes from generations before me. So um, going back to that, um, sorry, I know I got a little off topic, with a small example of how I've been implementing my intuition is because... Um, I'm always very anxious about being somewhere on time, even though I was always late. Like, I tried my hardest all my life. Like, 
three, four hours in advance, like I'm going to do this, watch. And I try so hard unless it pertains to work. Um, work, I'm pretty on time when it comes to going to different places I have to show up for. Um, but when it comes to like my day to day life, unless like we have to be there by this time or they not going to, you know, serve us or they're not going to see us. Okay, please believe that tie is coming a little bit late. And I'm like, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. Like, why am I fueling this, you know, anxiety because of me being late? And then I realized it was back to my ego trying to control the moment. Like, I'm going to show up when I show up, okay? I have to do X, Y, and Z first because if I don't do this first, what, what's going to happen? You know what I mean? But in my head, I was like, if I don't do all of this first before I leave my house or before I go to whatever, and there's nothing wrong with thinking like that. But doing it in a way that makes sense. When I think back on it, it wasn't really making sense. I was just trying to control my situation. And that's how I was controlling my situation around me by saying, I have to do this, this, and this, and this in my home or errand search before I can go to XYZ. Meanwhile, I know I need to be at that place by a certain time. So what I have been doing is instead, even though this is so simple, I would make a task of a list of all the tasks I need to complete that day. And as I'm getting closer to the time I need to be somewhere um, or do something, instead of letting my anxiety and ego say, nope, nope, you have to do it. Who cares if you're an hour late? It has to be done. And like now you're ru ruining my time while I'm trying to, you know, get myself together before going somewhere. Um, I instead really like feel my intuition real and think like what really needed to be done and what can be put off to tomorrow or to later on when I return home and being okay with that and sitting in that and being okay. Um, I use this, um, as an example because I feel like it's an example that a lot of people can relate to. And it's something that's so surface level that you don't realize that fixing something like that small in your life can really tweak it. <laughs> And I could have believed it because it sure did. Like, I don't feel like I got to finish all these. Honestly, my task list would be like 30 tasks. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm I'm a little exaggerating with that. Um, Anywhere 15 to plus tasks to complete in like a matter of, let's say, three to four hours. Okay. Like, what, girl? Girl, stop. <laughs> um. But that was my ego, like, saying, trying to control the situation because now I know I'm going to be in an environment that I really can't control, which I don't have a control issue, which I didn't think I did. But the control comes from protection. Protecting myself from what? From the unknown, from feeling pain, from feeling discomfort. That's all growth. Pain, discomfort, stepping out of your usual reality. That's growth. Like, come on now. Come on. And I had to reevaluate how I thought I was growing in life and how my ego has stopped it and then listening to my intuition. See how I tied that all back in there? Um, so I say all this to say is that to give yourself grace as you're working through your ego and working through how you're living with your ego, right? Because... I'm just speaking on my own experiences and speaking upon what works for me. Um, but the first step is to really actualize, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> actualize 
my ego, like Michael A. Singer said in The Untethered Soul, as an actual person next to me. And what is, how is it, this, this ego helping me? How has it helped me? And checking it. Um, and then based upon you checking your ego, you can then decide what works for you and how to navigate your life and how to feel more free. Because I'm all about, you know, living free, um, free of yourself. Because once you free yourself from yourself, let me tell you, I mean, it's an ongoing thing. Um, it's not something that all of a sudden, one day you're going to practice this and you're going to feel like the freest person ever. No, it's like exercising. And just like exercise and you don't stop it. So this is something continuously that if you're true to this and you're ready to make this change and you're really, really ready to kind of check yourself in that aspect, just know that you're going to be doing this forever <laughs> for the most part. Um, this is just tools to help you get there. And um, yeah, this concludes my episode of Feeding Your Ego and how it left you back at square one. So if you guys have any questions, any topics, or tell me how you feel about it or even how you relate to this. Feel free to DM me, um, you know, write in the comments, whatever. Um, I like hearing feedback and I also like hearing how you have um, worked with ego in your life. Um, and once again, thank you so much for tuning in to Live to Be Recognized. And I look forward to connecting to you all next week.